All right, welcome back to Over Here. My name is Nick Finzer, and today we are talking with a great drummer, educator, composer. I don't know. I don't have any more for you, but uh, this is Krista Teal. Chris Teal. I want to turn it off on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to share with people the release of your new album, trio album of original compositions called, what is it called again? Analog Dreams. That's what I thought. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> I have to correct myself. Yeah, you, you got a lot of things to do. Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll splice it in. But uh, this is a, a new project for you. The last record you put out was a Quintet, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or let's see, because we did. I think actually this is the first first record that I've done under my own name, but um, had released I guess maybe three records with the the group Quintipus, and so that I think the, the last two were four piece, and then we our first album was a sextet. And so, yeah, it's kind of gone gone back and forth and now kind of um, condensing and, yeah, pairing things down for the, the, the trio without without a choral instrument, too. So pretty sparse. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the music on there, like, it's not lacking for interest, a different interest. I don't think. But uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about who's on the record and kind of the, your concept for writing for a trio as a drummer-led group? Great. Um, yeah, so this album, um, I think this is the, maybe the first time that I'd had an opportunity to play both with um, Alexa Tarantino on alto sax and Katie Ernst on bass. Um, yeah, I guess Katie didn't sing at all on this on this record. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. I've I've always uh, loved playing with both of them in different settings, um, but I think this this project was the first time that maybe we had played together in in a group. Um, but especially as as a trio, and so um, yeah, it was it was a cool opportunity to think about not only that that setting, which I, I really enjoyed um, writing for and playing with um, you know musicians uh, with saxophone, um, bass, and drums, um, but also uh, with with those two you know with, with Katie and Alexa who are you know have really standout musical personalities and uh, you know just very. Uh, definite sounds um, and yeah just sort of based off of uh, my experience playing with both of them separately in different bands um, and projects um, yeah it was just a really great opportunity to think about writing some music for us as a trio and, and just sort of explore some of the different ways that um, we can kind of kind of break out of like the usual like head solos head or like you know having the, the traditional melody instrument kind of lead everything and so there's a lot of space for for katie um to to do a lot in there and we yeah it's it's just a fun interactive experience for for the three of us um and uh yeah so it was it was a really great opportunity to write some songs specifically for that project and reinvent some songs that i'd written um, previously for quintipos or for other other groups uh, in the past nice so that's the record, but let's kind of let's take a moment. Let's we'll put it to the side for a second, and maybe you could fill people in, give a little background about about you and mm -hmm. your your musical life as a drummer, and maybe just your also your real life okay. as well. <laughs> oh boy, what is, what is my real life? Um, so I currently live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is a, a been a great place to be for the last few years. Um, my wife and our two kids. Uh, Kim, my wife, and Iris and Beatrice are our daughters. We moved down here from Rochester, New York, where, you know, of course, uh, you and I 
connected and I think, yeah, also where I met um, Alexa and Katie and a lot of other great, great folks that we know um, in Rochester. And uh, Kim and I were there for about 10 years and uh, I'm from Spokane, Washington originally. And uh, so, um, yeah, that was kind of where I got my musical start, being able to play with um, like-minded like musicians. Um, fortunately, had a great, uh, I don't know, initial introduction to music and, and jazz in particular, like my, my parents, um, both musicians and educators, and uh, my, my grandfather, Larry Teal, is also a great saxophonist. So it was you know, out with the extended family and hear about um, you know, not only music that I would be checking out, you know, that was that was current, but also things that, that they, my parents and you know, my grandparents and other other family members and friends had listened to, to be able to get get into you know music that was more historically popular when when they were um, coming up, and so get get into jazz, and then had a great um, crew of uh, high school musicians that I played with, um, and uh, yeah, so a lot of the the experimentation uh, and playing in band. Started playing with yeah, like guitar player Mike Frederick, uh, bass player, multi instrumentalist Jack. Fun and making music together when we were in high school, and uh, yeah, still get the opportunity to to see and play with a lot of those guys even even through now, and so a lot of the compositional process and experimentation kind of came from some of that that earlier just you know creating music for fun and um, things that came from a lot of different genres um, but uh, yeah and so let's see that's that was spokane and then Rochester just just playing in a lot of different different groups um, yeah playing in, in different bands bands with you and uh, I think we didn't we didn't end up overlapping, but I mean we both had an opportunity to play in Dave Rebello's band for quite a bit, um, and so that was really influential in, in terms of thinking of you know, particular musical sounds and having like you know a, a concept for a band and the individuals that make up the ensemble. And um, yeah, I mean I think that having the experience of um, being being friends with people in, in that group and people that we played with. Uh, you know, just just led to some some really cool uh, musical connections, and yeah, it's it's been really neat. Kind of moving moving away um, from from that scene a little bit. Uh, not to say that you know Fayetteville doesn't have a a great music scene, but I've just been working a little bit more on the the teaching side of things and taking care of kids. So in the last last few years, um, it's been a little bit more of like a I guess like reflective period in terms of um, just thinking about you know the the type of groups or music that I've I played in the past and people that I've worked with and um, you know not you know necessarily having the whether it's like the opportunity or the or sometimes the obligation of going and playing gigs you know five six nights a week or something like that down here um, leads leads to a little bit more headspace to think about yeah projects like like this trio album and other stuff like you know we do with the Institute for Creative Music and creating you know educational material or doing summer camps and so it's um, yeah it's been a little bit of a slower pace um, I guess in certain ways uh, living in in Fayetteville but um, it's been great to connect especially with a lot of great great students and other other like-minded players and teachers down here and then also get the opportunity to um, reconnect with uh, Katie and Alexa and other other folks from kind of the, the last musical chapter so it's kind of where, where I'm at now 
Beautiful. And uh, so what are some of the musical influences that you listened to kind of in the period of time kind of leading up to this new project? What were some of the either trios or other music that you were kind of thinking about or basing this on or jumping off from? Sure. Um, let's see. A couple, I think that like one one album that really stood out, at least in terms of the um, the group interaction and some of the, I know some some great, uh, especially saxophone-led trio albums that you know don't have a piano player or a guitarist, um, can sort of make up for that lack of, you know, whether that's like a, a mid mid-range instrument or something by sometimes being um, pretty pretty busy in terms of either the certain arrangements or just like um, I don't know the the energy level sometimes needs to like stay really you know um, uh, to the wall to to keep. That, that experiment going um uh an album that you know has some of that that uh exuberance to it but also um the ability to just sort of like use space and and timbre and texture i really um enjoyed and referenced sonically um the sam rivers album called violet violets um that i don't know was was made within the last 10 or 15 years that you know utilized a, a bit more space I think it's Ben Street on bass and Creston Osgood was the drummer on that. Um, so yeah, it was it was really really an interesting concept for kind of taking taking that approach a little bit more of a, a languid pacing. Um, and so songs that I wrote or like cakes with me something that's a little more rubato um feeling um, but still has like i i take a, a, a drum solo on on the ballad <laughs> um so that's that was something that we wanted to feel like we could kind of go away from certain molds of you know typical or whatever that means trio albums um, but then also getting into some more i don't know influence of maybe like you know john hollenbeck's groups um the way that he writes um counterpoint for not only a melody instrument and bass, but also how the, the drums can interact with that and sort of create their own um, repetitions. Um, so with songs like New Boots and uh, Jellyfish Sticks, uh, sure to be a, another radio hit. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sort of um, rhythmic loops and things like that. Um, yeah, so those, those type of composers... Um, but also, I think the fact that we we also that that day we recorded our the IFCM collective album with Alexa and Katie, and you and you and Alex of St. Vincent Music, and so like listening to more contemporary like pop and rock that you know sort of has um, I don't know a different different sort of sense of harmony or the idea that it not everything has to be. Uh, following like a, I don't know, circle of fourths, circle of fifths type of progression or even something that has evolved from that sort of jazz harmonic language and just thinking like, okay, you know, I like that that this you know, sequence of chords uh, doesn't necessarily sound jazzy or, or something like that. And so it can, can exist um, on its own. Um, and yeah, I think that Alexa and Katie, you know, really approached, approached the project with an open mind. So we have stuff that sounds a little bit more typically like jazz or or that that sort of sound but things that are a little bit more open and um use space and and timbre in interesting ways i think yeah i mean i think you did did do that i don't think you just tried to do that i think it, it comes across um it's something that is always 
something with you is yeah. uh, you always have a very unique way of conceptualizing the titles of songs and titles of projects. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's part of your personality shining through in a good way, I think. And do, do you have any thoughts about, about how you come to those things? Yeah. And I mean, I think that maybe even like sort of starting with the, the title of the album, um, Analog Dreams, sort of, I think that like I jotted down that idea at some point after after we had recorded the album, because um, in the last last couple of years I'd kind of gotten into the the process of not necessarily like trying a lot of I don't know whether it's like learning or finding new music or new hobbies or or things like that, but sort of this this process of trying to like get get rid of extraneous material in my life, whether it's just like you know things that were were sucking up my time or things that you know I didn't really need to care about or just um, in particular like with the the album title I think that I was I was like journaling in a, in a notebook which is something that I've been doing every day for I don't know, the last two or three years just as a way to kind of take some of that I don't know whether it's just um, thought process or um, I think Tim Ferriss calls it like the the monkey mind you know the things that you wake up in the morning or you just have these overriding thoughts or or sometimes conflicts that are in your head it can just be helpful like, like write it down on paper so sort of like journaling about ideas from the project and yeah things that I, I thought were, were really um, validating about getting to do something like that and it also sort of made me think about um, yeah using using time and the way that nowadays um, just technology you know in, in a broad sense but also specifically and you know the devices that we use to stay connected with each other are just so like, you know, physically connected to our bodies all the time. Um, and so it uh, made me think of, you know, that experience of playing, playing music with, with people and having that sort of actual, um, I guess, connectedness and conversation and how I, I missed the opportunity to do that more regularly. And in particular, I felt that like the, there was a lot of displacement that had happened in terms of, okay, you know, I, I, you know, just have the urge to like check social media or check my phone or like check my schedule or all this stuff that um, really just disrupted from having you know long periods of whether it was like doing a like a physical activity like playing music or exercising or um, but also just like being able to just do nothing and like be be bored and like you know, jot down thoughts like I was do having about about the album and so that idea of of thinking oh yeah there there this time I remember you know going back to the, some of those musical moments in you know middle school or high school where you, know, you had to you know I had to borrow my like call my friends on on our home phone on our on our landline and say hey can we get together like after school and, and play play some songs and you know like set up these these appointments and stuff like that and so there was certainly you know spontaneity but um, it was it was some somewhat nice just to feel like okay there were these like really like analog moments um, of of actual like connection and like the, the connectivity that a lot of these these digital platforms um, are kind of throw on our face all the time that um, I I feel like is is much more superficial than like some of the the reflection that I was having of that recording session and, and of getting to like, hang out in in New York and to see people and so it's like man yeah I so it led me uh, to yeah just think go through the process of you know, like what do I actually need to you know be i don't know happy musically and creatively and um you know with with a family family life and so in certain ways it just like let me you know eliminate a lot of that sort of 
digital media and try to try to keep up with that and like reading a lot more books and and now it's just sort of like you know whenever I get the opportunity to you know find or like talk talk to someone's like oh hey I got to tell you about this this book I read or just like having all this this big pent up um, catalog of you know whatever stuff I've been checking out because I'm not consistently like oh I'm I'm texting or, or sharing this like this is what I'm doing right now and so it's I don't know it's been kind of cool. But uh, it's it's also in certain ways like you just sort of re-examine the idea of like being being alone with your thoughts or or like being lonely because kind of have eliminated for myself a lot of the the opportunity or I don't know opportunity but the um, necessity of like oh I had a good idea I need to tell tell the the internet about it and so I have to kind of like mull through things and process it and then sometimes it's like okay well I'm actually not going to share that with anyone maybe it's <laughs> it's just it's just a thought that's gonna go into my journal or you know go into a musical composition or I might uh, talk talk my students ears off in like our jazz combo or something about like yeah this, this cool thing we found out about a Coltrane song from listening to listening to it or something like that so sure. yeah yeah so it's 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 been fun and I think that that yeah sort of aesthetic um, of the sort of yeah like being bored I'll just be be sitting around and like playing. I don't know, sort of word games or mental games with myself or listening to like stuff that my kids say um, and think like, okay, that's, that's a really weird phrase or like the one, uh, yeah, ugly duck was, was something that Iris just sort of uh, like woke up in the middle of the night and started like talking in her sleep. It's like, okay, that's, that's a pretty weird thing to say. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of taking spontaneous inspiration from from people and and other other stuff like that so yeah yeah and i think it a lot and it gives people an insight if if they talk to you you know if they <laughs> kind of come and talk to you after the gig or whatever and it kind of it shows them that part of your personality and that part of the real part of your life so i, I always enjoy that i always get because oh. i know there's always something behind every all these things even if it's just like a totally random dream or whatever sure. yeah. i enjoy that um, well, so speaking of reading, what was the last thing that you read? And... Um, let's see. Now I'm reading. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Toni Morrison lately, so I'm I'm about a few chapters into Song of Solomon, which which is really interesting. And let's see, the book I read last week. Oh, I'm gonna totally forget her last name. Um, but uh, a book called. Black is the body. Um, it was also really interesting. Just read. It's more of a, I don't know, kind of a memoir. Um, memoir about uh, the author's uh, life and in you know in and race in particular. Like she's a African American woman who lives um, and is a, a historian and, and teaches African American history at a college in um, in Vermont. And so in like a very white place. And so she talks. Um, or Emily Bernard, that's her name. Um, so she talks about just a lot of observations she has about her life, like growing up um, in in the South and like returning to North Carolina and other parts of Mississippi, you know, as an adult. Um, but just also a lot of observations about race and culture and like parenthood, um, and yeah, in a lot of ways that don't necessarily like go. Uh, her thought process doesn't just like stick in one direction. There's a there's a lot of questions that she still has, and so I thought that was really interesting um in particular just talking about uh, i don't know where in terms of their person-to-person 
relationships and, and how that connects with bigger constructs of, of race. And then also in certain ways, thinking about how that relates to, you know, like an, an, you know, an African-American musical tradition, like, you know, jazz or, or whatever people would like to, would like to call it. Um, and then how that sort of fuses with contemporary culture um, and all of that. So it's, that was really great. Uh, I remember what, what else, but yeah, just some other, some other fiction, this book called Florida by Lauren Groff, some other essays, really good so just trying to i guess that's that's kind of what i what i've been trying to do whenever i have the urge to like okay get out my phone it's like if i do get out my, out my phone it's like okay i have this i have a book on on kindle or like actually have a physical book from the library i can sort of like displace that that habit of um looking at instagram or um something like that with reading you know a few pages so that's that's been been interesting so just have a lot of yeah, I'll, I'll eventually, <laughs> I'll eventually talk to someone about these books. So I'm just sort of like <laughs> about all this. My my wife is like, yeah, okay, yeah. So I just spouted her about them most days and try to bring them into my uh, <laughs> my my classrooms to whatever degree is appropriate. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. Reading is cool. So what are you up to on the teaching side? I know that takes up a lot of your. Um time, thoughts, musician life, musical life, I mean. And uh, so what kind of, what, what teaching are you doing and then what kind of concepts have you been really, I, I already know the answer to this question, but I'd love for you to be able to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what we're up to teaching-wise. Yeah, so a big project that um, you and I have been kind of digging into that um, continued on something we started a couple years ago um, with our nonprofit, the Institute for Creative Music, um, we've just because now, like we're living in you know pretty different areas. Although now you're you know a little bit closer to the the, the southern part of the United States where I am now. Um, but been creating um, like video teaching materials um, through these these courses that we have, um, really specifically targeted at um, students who are like jazz beginners and really like re. Um, you know, assessing and talking about like what it means to like actually start from scratch, like learning, learning jazz. Maybe, maybe somebody's listened to the music, you know, in, you know, to some degree, but um, the idea with these video courses where you and I will like, um, we'll, we'll play an example of the song with, with the band or, or play a classic recording. Um, and then we break it down and teach them, you know, by rote, by playing and singing. Okay. Here's, here's the melody. Here's, you know, the root melody or these guide tone lines so you can flesh out the harmony um, and just really like recreating this idea of like learning songs, songs by ear um, without the aid of, you know, notation or lead sheets or like what scales you should play over this or anything like that. Just really like getting, getting down to the, I don't know, the original recordings and, and trying to approach especially as, as a beginner of jazz, like giving, giving students. And, and I think it's really been beneficial for me, like as, as a drummer to go and learn these songs, um, you know, to this, this degree of detail and improvise over them on, you know, on piano and other stuff like that. Um, has really been, you know, a great re reconnection for me to a lot of, you know, classic, uh, you know, jazz and non jazz songs. And so it's been fun to take, take those, these video material that we have, um, as part of like this creative jazz fundamental course, but also we've been putting some out on YouTube. Um, but uh, I have um, a youth jazz combo that's all um, you know middle school, high school students from around Northwest Arkansas, and then a few different um, community adult groups that I that I teach 
um, through the community music school at the U of A. Um, so that's kind of been like my my main project, getting to build those up. And we're doing a jazz festival, um, and we have a summer camp. So we get to bring in great uh, great educators and performers like uh, the Mick Fitzers and oh, sure. the Alexa Tarantino is in the Katyards of the world. And uh, so that's been really great. And this semester I also get to teach a university beginning jazz combo. And so it's, again, like all students who um, either play instruments um, that don't fit into the, the like jazz, jazz ensemble instrumentation or um, they their experience is just, oh, I want to I wanna try this out. So I actually, I have a really great group of, of nine students um, that are like going through this material and yeah, really um, going, going forward and working on everybody's improvising, you know, from like day one and just go at it. And so that's, that's been fun to see, especially beginners of creative music, you know, things, music that improvises and we talk about composing is, is that, you know, people, Beginners aren't scared to improvise if you don't tell them to be scared or you don't couch it in some sort of a, like, really, um, I don't know, you have to be this this high on the jazz ladder to be able to play a solo. And so I think that it's it's been really fun fun for me to see that that sort of experimentation and, and like, just the, the joy and the, the sort of the realization of when people are like, oh, I played something that sort of sounded weird and they, you know, they make a face, but then they keep going. And they, they don't necessarily have the the filter built in to I don't know shut themselves down like oh that sounded bad I can't I can't do it anymore because um, it I mean it doesn't it doesn't sound bad it just sounds like they're they're doing it for the first or second or third time and so we get that that experience and then to see the, the students you know continue to grow and, and ask questions to the point where I'm like okay guys we need to we need to stop talking about this whereas usually I I'd, I'd be the one just talking their faces off for for hours so. Yeah, so a lot of that through the community school. I teach some popular music lecture classes through the university, and I think I'm going to be doing some other, I don't know, jazz pedagogy and improv classes in the future. So yeah, it's, it's continuing to to grow and been been interesting and fun. Beautiful, man. And uh, so, what's next for you musically? What are you working on, and what's coming up after after the release of Analog Dreams? Mm. Um, I guess that yeah, I'm kind of in the like teaching sort of uh like i don't know putting putting out i don't know sort of go, going back and forth between like had the like the creating period of writing and doing that project and also like writing songs um and learning for the video learning projects um so and kind of the next next on the horizon i got to write another batch of songs for like whatever creative jazz fundamentals version uh, 3.0 which is gonna, which is gonna have more lyrics because I've been writing lyrics to uh, the our last batch, and oh, wow. uh, I'm not gonna say uh, they're good, but they're very entertaining for me, and I think that I've, I've sort of hit hit a, a niche of uh, lyrics that that high school students think are funny. So um, that's like my my barometer of uh, my my lyrical prowess. So I'm gonna write some more songs with lyrics. Um, and uh, yeah, just been trying to get back into practicing more drum set, and um, gosh, yeah, just looking looking forward to doing doing another another summer summer of camps with with all you guys and getting to uh, play play some of that that music from yeah, seeing what 
what all all you guys are, are working on and get to work work that up. But yeah, just for now, kind of like mostly practicing on my own, not really doing a, a whole lot of gigging and just playing playing piano and learning learning songs like that. So it's been a little bit of a cloistered uh, period for now. Nice. Well, what, is, what are some of the best ways uh, for people to stay in touch with you if they want to learn more about your music? That's a good question. I uh, I guess I'd, I'd be sort of disingenuous to, uh, I guess I, I do still have some, I got some some social meds. Uh, <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, I think occasionally I'm on Instagram and, and Twitter at, I think it's like Chris Teal Drums or something like that. I have a website, uh, christeal.com. But um, yeah, I think the the main projects that we have coming out right now are through um, stuff I'm we're, we're doing for the Institute for Creative Music's uh, YouTube channel, which um, yeah you can put that into the old search browser. And uh, yeah, if there's any other ways people want to contact me, there's uh, other other ways. Or just come and come and find me in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Just put out a shingle, and I'll yeah we'll track each other down. <laughs> yeah, ride your horse up to uh, Fayetteville and yep. uh, drag you out of the university. That's right. I'll be there. <laughs> Funny. Amazing. Well, Chris, thanks for taking some time to talk about the record. We're excited uh, to share the music. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Nick. <laughs>